Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We obsess about the Browns, and there's a lot of Browns in this one, but also the Cowboys are not good enough to win, but they're not bad enough to fire anybody. And Ken is very sad that he can't talk about one of the great prestige television shows of our lifetime. But there is something he absolutely could talk about with his wife, and it was awkward. And it's coming up on the emerging podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies on 92.3 The Fan Extra. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. It's turbo time. Time to get out one of those old-fashioned joke toilets and get it going. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. They're Mike, farts. Mike McCarthy and Sirianni are safe. Thoughts, tone, go. Uh, a stunner the way that, you know, if the media had their way, those guys would have been fired. They would be cleaning out their coaches' office. I didn't office. think you needed to fire Nick Sirianni. The whole thing, all right, so what do you, I, the, the one that's more interesting is McCarthy. Sirianni was a bad ending to the season. Give him another chance for crying out loud. Let's not get crazy. The McCarthy thing is interesting. Do you think Mike McCarthy's a good football coach? Yeah. So why would he get fired? Because you might have a chance to upgrade. Who would upgrade? I think Jim Harbaugh is the coach that I would be going after. Then we have to talk about Jerry Jones's ego. Yeah. Because Jim Harbaugh is going to want control, and uh-huh. Jerry Jones is not going to give him control. You know what? Interestingly enough about that, I wonder what the marble mouth of Crawford County, Keith Britton, the season ticket holder for the Michigan Wolverines, and somebody who tried to sabotage our show because he hates Ohio State, just like you do, Ken. I do not hate Ohio State. You were right until that sentence. You don't think Jim Harbaugh, um, man, if you gave him Dak Prescott, who's good enough, He's not – okay, we're seeing limitations. J.J. McCarthy's good enough. By the way, are, yeah. do you think he's a first-round quarterback? I didn't think so, but people are starting to say that, so I guess it'll happen. If, if anybody even whispers first-round, yeah. quarterbacks get taken in the first round like every I, time. I said Michigan ran the ball against Penn State because they didn't have to throw, yeah. and a lot of people disagree. Now, all of a sudden, J.J. McCarthy's a, a first-round quarterback. I'm one that disagreed with you, and I was wrong, apparently, and then he won a national championship. We know his father has that yeah. dog in him. Yeah. But we don't know if he does. Yeah. Continue. So I, uh, I think Jim Harbaugh is somebody who could coach anybody. He's going to coach up anybody. You're talking about ego and players, and it's like you're telling me that Jerry Jones wouldn't look at the guy who took the 49ers from the depths of hell 
to the not uh, to the Boy, they to were the, in hell to the Super Bowl and Colin Kaepernick. Everybody put away your stupid tribal politics. Kaepernick was a nice flash in the pan over the course of what two years. He still could have been pretty good, At, c- pretty good, but he was not one of the top top quarterbacks. Like he was never that. Okay. And in an era where it was the top quarterbacks were the were were the guys every year in the conference championship games. You know, with a little Eli Manning sprinkled in, mm-hmm. and then, you know, years later, the, the Eagles were able to do it with the Carson Wentz slash Nick Foles. You had to have a really good quarterback. Say what you want about even the biggest Colin Kaepernick defenders never called him like a top five quarterback. No. He might have had great top five games, but he was not a top five quarterback. And there they were, just confusing the hell out of the entire NFC uh, over the course of a few years. Like, that guy was able to do that. You're telling me Jerry Jones is going to get in an argument with that guy about talent. And I don't know, is, is, is Harbaugh the type of guy that from day one is griping about talent? He has talent in Dallas if he were to be the head coach there, which he's not now. I, I don't think talent would be the issue. I think Harbaugh could coach those guys up. I, I, I'm telling you, I would be afraid if I were in the NFC East and Jim Harbaugh was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I think that'd be terrifying. But no, they're going to stick with McCarthy. And to... To th- this whole thing about McCarthy versus Tomlin, I'm seeing a lot of people probably because they want to get into a, some sort of con- contrived race discussion. Like, why isn't the media going after Tomlin, but they're going after Mike McCarthy? I'm not going I, after Tomlin. Oh, I, I, just in general about if you look at their numbers the last two years, I, I wasn't going loss, after McCarthy. Win loss, McCarthy has him. Uh, McCarthy has a playoff win. Tomlin doesn't. I would argue, you know, or they would argue. Hey, what McCarthy does have. Dak Prescott, that's a better quarterback than anything remotely that the Pittsburgh Steelers have thrown out there. So I think that's a point for Mike Tomlin. But I think they're two guys that do it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you need to go, why is one guy under the hot seat and the other guy's not? I just think they're two totally different situations. I, I just do. Um, but I think Mike McCarthy, when, I think if, you were, if he were with the Browns the last years, I think he'd win a bunch of games. I do. I think he's a good coach. But... What happened was unforgivable in the playoff game. I, I I don't understand how that's even possible. What transpired? His quarterback, now they were behind the eight ball early because of that huge drive that Pittsburgh started, and then they stuck with the run game mm-hmm. probably a little too long, and then they go, what, three and out, and before you know it, you're down 14 nothing, and you haven't even allowed Dak Prescott to get in a rhythm yet. Nope. And then he, the pressure got to him. Pressure definitely got to him. I would agree. But what do you do if you're Dallas? We make it easy. The media says change out that coach. Change the quarterback. You can fire the head coach. Obviously not that easy. I don't think Dak's got it in him to win a Super Bowl, guys. I I, I know that the Cowboys are in it. I think certain quarterbacks got it in them and some some don't. And right now, I don't think Dak has it. We we've gone round and around and around on Dak. I think he's a gr- I think he's a very good quarterback. Yeah, he was drafted in the fourth round. I think they've done a lot of good things with him, but I just don't think he's got it in him to win a Super Bowl, guys. Is he? And is, if I'm wrong someday, then heaven help us if the Cowboys are world champions well, and again. This was, but this was even more pronounced by the fact that he just had his best regular season. That Cowboy offense was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They were the most consistent offense I think in the NFL. Remember, the 49ers had three bad games back to back to back. Okay, and I know they had injuries, but they had those issues. The Cowboys were consistent. Well, Dak was the MVP at one point. Yeah. Yeah. When we He'll were flailing like away at MVPs. Yeah. He would yes. play like that. I thought there was a chance he yeah. because he's a Cowboy. He will have. It, no, well, I think it actually hurts him in a way for Maybe some of a lot of voters. Because it didn't end up happening. He he will he will give them a chance. Or he will he it's it's just it's a 
it's a record. It's a favorite movie that you put on every single year where you will talk about Dak Prescott in October about him being an MVP and he's looks like he's got it figured out. And then by the end of the year, people are sick of him. They're calling him garbage and they want the coach fired over there. And guess what's going to happen next year? Probably the same thing unless the bottom falls out, which it tends to do. And they put, they turn in like a five win season. Then he'll definitely be gone. I mean, everybody talks about the power of Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is smart enough about football that makes him terrifically dangerous. He is. You know what? Because, he's actually been really good yes, personnel-wise. Because he's been good at personnel, where we don't want to give that credit to. He's been good at personnel. They've drafted pretty good players. They've put together pretty decent lines. Stephen Jones, by the way. I mean, Jerry Jones is 79 years old, so mm-hmm. Stephen Jones has had to take a more pronounced role. Sure. So they're good enough where it's made them believe in their own system. And not want to go another place. But because they have the role of chairman, owner, partner, whatever it is, it really makes people mad because they're like, you're not a football guy. By now, guys, you got to admit it. Jerry Jones is a football guy. Okay? I wish I could say it differently to you. He's just a football guy. Well, he's not just a football guy. He owns the, what, second most valuable? Is he the second most valuable franchise in professional sports in America? America? Yeah. So he owns one of the most. Yeah, he he owns uh, the second most valuable franchise in the in sports, and he happens to be a a pretty good football guy by now. But it's not going to put you over the hump because your quarterback. Everything the Cowboys have is not bad enough for wholesale change. I know it's not good enough to win a Super Bowl. It's not bad enough to uh, McCarthy. McCarthy is not bad enough to fire right now. People got mad at that. Sorry. Maybe you just got to maybe got to give up 50 points next year. I don't know. Dak Prescott is not bad enough to replace and Jerry Jones is not bad enough to recognize he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Boy, this is where he does kind of know what he's doing. This is where it directly parallels the Steelers situation. The Steelers have been with, with the exception of the quarterback part, the Steelers have been good every year and it almost serves as a detriment because as I I, I talked to you I think well, yesterday, you're gonna- they cannot get a quarterback. How do the Steelers, unless they trade for Justin Fields, and, and is he good enough? He might be an upgrade, though, for sure. They cannot get a quarterback. They're I, too good in the regular season to ever be able to go get a quarterback. And, like this. and so that's why they're stuck with Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky. It'll throw you off. I almost wanted to pull off an exit and tweet it right then and there. I was listening to uh, Pony and Muller. I had Axel with me yesterday. We went over to eight together. And uh, I was driving around Dead Man's Curve, so obviously there was no... Uh, there was no real exits I could pull off of because we. if you're on the left-hand lane, that is it. See you when you're actually to the East 55th because you can't nope. get over. Um, and I got to the left-hand lane, and and Muller had said, was it Muller or was it Donnie? They do this. Depends if it was on a Monday they or They do not. a news flash called, like, I think it's called, like, Donnie Update or Donnie Football Update or something like that. The headlines were Donnie. And they were talking about the Browns firing the offensive coaches. And um, Muller had said he wishes, like he goes, listen, he goes, this is the history of the Browns where, yeah, they make changes and will it blow up in their face more than likely because everything blows up in the Browns' face. He said that. That's not his my words. That's his words. But he did say, I wish the Browns had the standard, or I wish the Steelers had the standard that the Browns did. And I'm going, whoa. Whoa! Like they can you expand are, on that? I know he he said what it, he not says you. is that what Mueller had meant by it, and this was in the four thirty segment. You can go back on 
I would imagine they have rewind over at the fan in Pittsburgh, right? They so are I bet Odyssey you can station. go back. Yeah. Their 4.30 segment yesterday afternoon, and it was like, this is not good enough. We need to be better. That's I can't believe I didn't share that on the show today. I should have. I, I, I was just so – I was – you're going around Dead Man's Curve. You're thinking about nothing but Dead Man's Curve. So I, I heard that and I went, whoa. Yeah. And I should have texted Mitch to get that audio just to see the bizarro world that we're in. Because what does Tomlin say? The standard is the standard. Mm-hmm. We have a standard of excellence. And they're over there. And this is a media guy and a fan. He said he wishes the Steelers had our standard of you are not up to snuff. We had yeah. a good year. We should be better. And this is what's going to happen now. And I'm going, whoa, this is this is weird. Like, we have to examine this at some point, man, because I, I've looked at them. I don't know what to do. They had Jeff Hathorne on, who is their um, – I saw this during a break today. Who's their like, – I think he I think he is their um, Steelers reporter at the fan. And he had said he expects a extension for Mike Tomlin, where Tomlin's going into the last year of his career uh, contract. It's – it might be speculated that this could be his swan song season. I know. And that he, and Jeff Hathorne says that there's going to be a extension. And I'm thinking, boy, I know that's going to upset Pony and Muller. I really want to celebrate in their face about it. But I'm going, I really like Mike Tomlin. I think he's a really good coach. I think Steelers fans are silly that they don't see how good of a football coach he is. But then they're over here. Like, should I raise my standards? Do I need to be rewired as a fan? Mm-hmm. It's tough. We're blowing because, minds over here today, aren't we? It is tough. Blowing what? Minds. It's tough. It sounds like one. I of thought those you said something else because this is my weekend coming up. So this is tough, and you know, you were on Dead Man's Curve. I was on a Live Man Straits ninety West uh, the other day, and it dawned on me. <laughs> How long you been waiting was, to say that? Was, How long that, you you weren't even <laughs> listening to me? You were just waiting to throw that in. <laughs> it was, it was uh, the the standards thing. You know, I've wondered like. Browns fans, we've had a very low bar for a very long period of time because that's what your your lack of success earned you, that we're going to do victory fridges over our first win and act like we won the Super Bowl. We, over the Baker Mayfield experience, we're going to go nuts, and, and rightfully so. And then Joe Flacco went in the back of our minds, we're all waiting for some sort of pumpkin situation to happen, and it, it probably did happen. Uh, we wanted to start talking this team up as if they could win the Super Bowl. It's because we do have such low standards that anything that looks better than the dreck of 30 years mm-hmm. is going to look amazing. We don't compare ourselves to the other teams nearly as much. And I think our organization does. I think our organization does have standards. And I think that in that building, they were starting to think, my God, what 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 is possible here? I wonder if they are starting to hold themselves to a quote-unquote standard of excellence of, like, you need to be, and that is a strong thing to say, like guys. Like a J.D. Powered associate yeah. football? <laughs> that, that is a strong thing to say because you, you can you can make terrible decisions by, quote-unquote, holding yourself to a standard of excellence. You know you can. Like, everybody's going, we need to be innovative, we need to be cutting edge, and then all of a sudden you could lose the plot really, really quickly. And I think the Browns have, have done that in the past. But... We we kept thinking defense defense is the problem after the uh, I, I, honestly we didn't think anything was the problem you and I and yeah we were surprised that they would let go of those coaches but here clearly but that's it and and I think that and you and I talked about this yesterday and I think a lot of people are coming to this conclusion that yeah they they need better Ron Watson maybe there's a trust issue I, I kept saying he did not play 
confidently. And people get all worked up about that, but I think you know what it's true. You know it's true. And with confidence, there has to be trust. And I wonder if he did not trust those guys, and that's why they're not here. And anymore. that is why it, you, you got to put everything. You got to put all your I, eggs in the Watson in basket. Way, come hell I, or high water. I don't know if Stump Mitchell. I don't know if Alex Van Pelt. We're, we're, we're not good at their job, amazing at their job. We're not Sometimes pri- it's just not a good fit. We're not privy. In a way, though, can I say this? I should said this on the air. I'm kind of proud that the Browns are not just content on we went 11-5. and five. Yeah. Because all offseason, I'll tell you what I personally don't want to hear. Maybe you, the fans, do. I don't want to hear 11-5. and five. Uh, uh, twelve. Uh, what were they? 11-6. and six. Should have been 12-5. I don't want to hear it. That's not to say that that wasn't an amazing achievement. What they did was amazing, and I loved every minute of it. But I don't want them resting on, hey, last year, proof positive that things are great here. We went 11-6. and six. That's past. We're done with it. We're done with it. Let's build on it. Let's, let's, let's not rest on the laurels of 11-6. and six. Let's say, hey, we're watching the Bills this weekend. We're watching the Houston Texans and a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach this weekend. Mm-hmm. We are watching the Chiefs again. Okay, well, we all understand that. Those are the teams, the Baltimore Ravens, in our division. We want to win the division. So you know what? 11-6 and six doesn't mean anything. We're going to have to go 12-5. and five. We're going to have to go 13-4. and four. My God, none of those would have even got you there this year. Mm. That's how tough this is, but that's the standard. And I do think that is what we're going to hear from Kevin Stefanski. I do. Can I, can I switch gears real quick? Why am I yelling? That's fine. It's just good stuff. I want to have a conversation that no one's going to want to have, and that's why I'm going to say it real quick, and that's it. And that's why Ken separates himself from the pack. He will have those conversations. I want to talk about the Sopranos, but my my problem is is that everybody else has already talked about it, so there's no point. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. Like You and I did a deep dive on Succession right after Succession ended, and I think it's still a new enough show where, hey, I haven't heard this perspective yet. Let's try this out. Sopranos is celebrating their 25th anniversary. Wow. Guess what? Every person who considers themselves a, a person who likes television and likes entertainment has talked about the, the GD Sopranos. And I'm going back on a rewatch of the Sopranos. It just happened to be time. It must have been because of the 25th anniversary. Might they kept showing up in my queue. Again. It's been about three yeah, or four years. Because they kept showing up in my queue, and it had to be the 25th anniversary. I didn't just go, 25 years, I'm going to go back and watch it. Wasn't that. It had to keep showing up my queue and I go, you know what? I'm going to go back through. And there's so many things that you forget and I want to talk about. And I go, everybody's heard it before. At like, I'm, I'm in season two right now, episode 10. And like, yeah, Christopher gets shot by these idiots and he, shot, he shoots <laughs> him back. Like, oh, sorry? What happened? Don't spoil it. Oh, Christopher. Kenny. Oh, yeah. His underlings. Christopher's own underlings shoot him. <laughs> Christopher. That was, that was um, great. And I wanted to have this big conversation about I, – because I love talking about television with both of you, Owen and you. Mitch will find out. I think Mitch has an interest. Double A didn't want to get in on it for whatever reason. We should have Double A on Too the podcast jazz. soon. He's yeah. a devoted ja- jazz, devoted. jazz It's a lot. I mean, at some point it's he was just over-obsessed. And it's like, yeah. come on, dude. Come on, dude. Uh, you got li- to watch some other things. There's other content out there. I loved how just to fill the void he just goes, it's a lot. Okay, <laughs> that's what he would do. Well, he did come in Love every day in his beret yeah, with his long he did. cigarette. Yeah, he um, I wanted to have these conversations about this show with you guys. Speak Nick Double, and I'm like, we're gonna say nothing that people haven't already heard because it's been so long. Like when Norman Lear died, what else can you say about all in the family that hasn't no. already been said? 
the chairs in the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. And so when Norman Lear dies, it whew, hate to say it like that because you know he was a brilliant he was a brilliant producer the, and the old writer was and director ready to go and, and yeah yeah and, and, and creator. And I'm going, we we get to dust it off and say things that we think are poignant, but. They've already been said a billion times over. And I want to have the whole conversation about Richie April. I want to have the whole conversation to try to get in his head about what he did to Beansy and that he doesn't want to build Beansy no effing ramp. I, I want to get into that whole conversation, you know, the, the things that have changed in the 10 years and how Richie was always meant to die. Now, I think everybody was surprised how Richie does die. I want to have all these conversations, though, and I can't do it. <laughs> like, I, I watched that episode of. Tony's childhood buddy Davey getting in on the executive game. I had that one was tough to watch. Thoughts and thoughts. I love that episode, but it was tough to watch. It wasn't you, not you, for me. I, I, you just knew where it was going the whole well, time. Well, I sit there and I go, "What are you doing? You like you're 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 seeing a guy who's truly addicted to gambling because everything in his body should be telling you." Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You should not be in on this game. You shouldn't be playing with mobsters to begin with. What are you doing? <laughs> you are a small business owner. Get out of there. And then for Tony, and I'm glad a couple of episodes later they say it, I'm like, what are you doing giving this kid's car away to your own daughter? He picked her up earlier in the episode in this SUV. What are you thinking? And then they 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 do go after it, I think an episode or two episodes later, where Tony's talking to uh, Dr. Melfi, and he goes, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I rubbed it in my daughter's face. To He goes, I used to protect her, and now I'm giving this car that she knows is her friend's to her. And here I am having these conversations, going through it, and you guys both pulled out your phones. We're done. We're done on Sopranos. No, we're not Thank done on Sopranos. God. I have to sit there she and was on. She was on the Emmys the other night, yeah. so it was Christopher. Yeah. She let her hair go gray. It oh, was, yeah. and uh, th- there's What's nothing wrong with that. With that. There's nothing wrong with that. I just haven't seen Lorraine Bracco in a while, and it was surprising. It's jarring to she see. she is immensely so beautiful. So just like I'm, I'm watching the new True Detective. I watched the first lumbering episode of season four of True Detective. I am excited about it still, but... Um, this is the new one. The, the, the brand new one, the star... God, I'm forgetting her name. Um, 
Helen uh, Mirren. No, 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 no. Come on. Um, Lorraine Bracco. No, no. The, Nancy O'Dell. The the lead investigator in the Hannibal Lecter series. I can't remember the name of that oh. either. Jodie Foster. Well, Jodie Foster, yeah. Jodie Foster. Foster just looks older. She's older. It's been 30 years since that movie came right. out. I mean, my God. So it's jarring to see these actresses mm-hmm. that they are frozen in time at that yeah. age yes. that you saw them. Julia Roberts, who has aged so brilliantly, but in your picture, when you think of Julia Roberts, you are thinking a pretty woman. You're thinking of 30 scenes in that movie. That is Julia Roberts for me till the day she dies. So when you see any of these people who are kind of seared into mm-hmm. your into the vault in your in the back of your brain, like that is what you think. So that's funny that you we, said that. We do the same thing. Like I, I saw Shari yesterday who works here. And uh, she's in control of all of our financials and everything like that with, with, with all of us here. She's wonderful. And I asked her how kids were, and I go, do you still have any living at home? And she has, like, one who's kind of mm-hmm. nomadic because he's in college, and the other one is still living at home. They're a senior in high school. And I, I, I had to tell her, I go, it's amazing because when I first met her, I'm 25 years old, and she has three little ones. And uh, that's 12 years ago, so her 25-year-old 12 years ago is 13. Mm-hmm. And they're frozen in time. When this station launched, yeah, it was and that I'm going long this ago. this person, this daughter of hers, is a taxpayer now. <laughs> like it's just it throws you off. She voted in an election. Yeah, boy, it's, I'll, ta- I'll tell you, crazy. that's crazy. That that is the case with uh, our younger listeners. Like to know that somebody who was going after me on Twitter 12 years ago because they were 20 years old, messing around down at OU or Miami, they were in Oxford, and they're. Like, ah, Lima's wrong about this. Like, Brian Hoyer sucks. Now it's got family. Like, right. got a family, owns a home, yeah. is in his third job in his career. Like, what? Yeah. what the hell just happened here? Yeah. It's crazy. It is wild. I wish I could talk about Sopranos. This sucks. You can talk about no, Sopranos. I can't. What am I going to say that's the least bit eye-opening Well, we about definitely Sopranos. talked about Sopranos when the, uh, the prequel came out, right? With the Many kids. Saints of Newark? Yeah. I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't even no, watch it? I didn't it? watch it. I kept hearing horrible reviews about I'm like, who's gonna yeah. touch James Gandolfini? I did have that mm-hmm. th- I did have that observation. I go, what a life by James Gandolfini. The man is a legend. I mean, he pro- he would have been well regarded for the rest of his life, but I mean he has died an icon. They put him up like at the Emmys, his his portrait was there. I mean, he has passed. A legend. I liked him and best I, as one of the. I evil. didn't know who he was when he first started that show. I liked him when he was, uh, I was a child. One of the evil henchmen in Crimson Tide. <laughs> but he was in that movie. It's, it's weird to see him not in a leading I role. I forget about that. Yeah, I can't. He was see in the movie not... The Mexican with Brad Pitt yes. and Jennifer Aniston. Yes, he was. Was he in? He played... Was that Killing Him Softly? He was in. Yes, yeah, some of these guys. Afterwards, you, you always he was wonder, in a movie as like a hitman. You wonder where these guys like where would he have gone. Um, because obviously he nailed one character so well that what's the range of James Gandolfini? The people that are in the industry, they say he could have done anything. He absolutely would have right. been brilliant doing other things. The question is, can you remove, like Walter White, he has done, what's his name in real life? Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston has done some. He was some, the dad and Malcolm in the middle. He did. And then he's, the dentist on he, he did Seinfeld. Preparation H commercials, yes, remember? He well, you don't remember. You see him after well, he was yeah, on. Back yeah, back when I was buying stuff. Yeah. But, but he was just <laughs> waiting for Preparation H commercials to come on and go, when is the commercial coming back on? Um, he was able to do it. He was in some really good movies. Yeah. And I think he did a bunch of theater. 
But he was it, LBJ. But yes, on, LBJ. In the, on the stage, yeah. But in the end, I'm still thinking of him as Walter White. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But for some guys, it's really tough to remove them from a signature role that you're not quite sure if they're able to do it. Like Denzel has been Denzel in so many movies. Right. I rotate. So many, he's just been Denzel. Well, Denzel's a different. An- yeah, you, you know that's. It's all. It's not the same criticism as I have of, of Charlie Sheen because I'm like Charlie Sheen actually plays guys named Charlie. Where's the acting here? Oh, I, yeah, like, I don't think there's much at all. Spit, sp- think about this. Spin City, Two and a Half Men. You're a womanizer, you like to drink, and your name's yeah. Charlie. Where's the acting here? <laughs> and you paid and, more than anybody on set. And Denzel, I think Denzel just knows his strike zone. Yeah. He just, he's not a, he's not going to do a jingle all the way. No. It's not him. No. He's not going to do that. He has his strike zone. And you know what? Anytime I were to ever hear a Denzel Washington who is up there in my top three favorite actors personally of all time. I'm always going to take him seriously. Like Joe Pesci, we don't we don't remember Gone Fishing. But oh, he did, did Gone Fishing. I remember the Super. With Danny Glover. The Super was great. Super was terrible. Like but he's yes, had... Great. Because I was 13. So. Yeah. yeah. But then you see him in The Irishman. I was watching The Irishman because you had a lot of time to think right. it's a four hours long movie. And I did. I, I look at Liz, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything to her. I go, this guy was in Gone Fishing. This legend <laughs> of star, of the star of stage and screen, this man who people will talk about years and years after he's passed, about one of the best actors we've seen, was in Gone Fishing. And Denzel, Denzel, Ward, I, I was Denzel do Washington. I was going to do the same Denzel thing. Denzel Washington does not have that no. to him. In fact, we were we were both listening to that. Daniel same... Day Lewis does not, I believe, does not have that to him. We were we were watching. Oh, you don't think Daniel Day Lewis can? Uh... You said you don't think Daniel Day Lewis? No, there's there's certain actors he doesn't have a role where they you're do like, not don't have bring that one up. Yeah, they might not have a couple of roles that are in oh, yeah, yeah. the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, but they're never going. Oh boy, you played that guy mm-hmm. like that never happened with Denzel Washington or with Daniel Day Lewis. I wish he'd do one more. I know he's in his 60s now, but can he just do one more? Oh, I can't he believe he yeah. retired from acting. I need to see one more. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I wish I could see, uh, wish I could talk about The Sopranos. I'm going to go through the whole series again. Now it sucks, though. I got to tell you this because I've been jumping ahead and I had to watch an episode um, over with Liz because now she's jumped in back on with me. So now I got to do this together. This is a together thing. I wish Sarah's Sarah just not interested. It's really hard for us to find anything. We're watching right now uh, Stillwater. We're watching Stillwater. I don't with, know what that that's, is. That's, uh, Owen, you didn't watch a movie well, called it, Stillwater? It's We're, wrestling season. It's uh, Oh, I know what you're talking it's about. It's Matt yeah. Damon. Matt, he has to go to like overseas He's in France. He's trying to free yeah. his daughter who he feels has been wrongly convicted of a murder when yeah. she was a foreign exchange student. Oh, Jesus. And he, they're building him up as, you know, big... Oklahoma guy they, they even there's a bunch of joke like did he vote for Trump and like the the Russians are uh, the Russians the French are making fun of him really and there's a language barrier and I will watch anything that Matt Damon's in I've said that time to have again he yeah. is my favorite actor he's a good actor I will watch any movie I, I just I don't recently care. asked you who your favorite actor was I, I didn't did. know and you know she's watching it with me and then she does what I do with you sometimes She's uh, okay now. She's missing three minutes of dialogue because she's on her phone. So I, I just I'm resigned so, to the fact it's not going to happen. You when me have and Sarah... not watched it. I have to. There are when it comes to things like that, I have to watch it on my own. Usually after the show, I'll go home and watch one of these movies. Then I'll go. Oh, Chrissy's really going to like this one. So then I have to go. 
I was told about this movie. Yeah. You pre-screened it, but you don't want to let her know yeah. that. And then we watch it, and then I go, put down your phone. This is an important part. You have to pay attention. Yeah. I told you, I watched All of Modern Family with Liz acting like I hadn't seen it before because I wanted to go back <laughs> to it. Uh, I made her watch Shawshank. She'd never seen Shawshank. She's just not. What is this she's woman? Just, yeah, she's just not really all that interested in what it. What do you guys? And we watched it. And I look, she was dialed in. Like, she was is, like, this is a really is good Is there movie. one that you have done that with that you were surprised you got her to like it as much as she did? Uh, yes. There was not Moonlight. What is the movie with that actor from Moonlight? Cher? Mersha Wisha Wisha Wally. Uh, what's his name? Oh, that's Moonstruck. No, no, no. Whoops. Yeah. Not Mariska Hargitay. Ali. Uh, Michelle yeah. Ali. Yeah, yeah. Michelle Ali. The movie he's in where... Uh, the Italian guy is his chauffeur down yeah, in the south. Green Book. Green Book. Yeah. And I, I saw that movie. I, it's a good movie. I good. think yeah. that is such a fun. Well, it's, it's some dark messages, obviously. I was about to say. But it's a it's a fun movie. There's a lot of humor. There's a lot right. of humor. And we watched it, and she was like, "That was really good. That was a really good movie. She really enjoyed." Am it. Am I sick that I'm laughing at so many more things this watch through with The Sopranos that I didn't laugh at before? No. There are some things that well, I am laughing. Things change, though. I mean, yeah. you, you understand things way differently now because you Because I get the characters better, so well, I know you're better. you're 37, you're you know, 38. You, yeah, you are not capable in your 20s of understanding the implications of the struggle. Dealing right. with people, whether it's in small business, whether you're working for the man, right. whatever it is, yeah. we are incapable in our 20s of understanding... Those lifestyles, the, the decisions you make, stuff, yes, the yeah. consequences you make, and then the family life. <laughs> like I had to pause because I was like laughing so hard in my office. We got bigger things to talk about than Gene Cusimano's yeah. ass. Like Cusimano, was tired. Like she's t- he's talking to Melfi about like mm-hmm. uh, her big ass. Oh, it's amazing you say that. She's pretty slender. We got bigger mm-hmm. things to talk about than Gene. Cause there's just little things that mm-hmm. I you, I don't think I would have laughed at that the first time I went through, and maybe I wasn't paying as good of attention. Let me ask you guys this, though. So last night, I'm watching the one episode, and Christopher had <laughs> just gotten engaged to um, Adri- Adriana. Yeah. He just got engaged to her. And there's this scene where there's this, what do you guys do with sex scenes with your uh, significant others? Uh, this sounds like such a setup. I like, was so nervous. I, this just came to my mind. Yeah, I was so nervous uh, with Sarah, especially. I'll tell you what's weird: watching Euphoria. Because there's bada bing scenes. Watching oh, Euphoria, geez. and I mean, we that's, wouldn't be in the same room for that. Yeah, Euphoria is they're they're supposed to be in high school, and they're just yeah. there's just huge sex scenes, and a lot of nudity. Is that the one? And I was the, so uncomfortable what's watching the one Zendaya. Girl's name? Yeah, Zendaya. No, it starts with an S. No, it starts with a Z and it's Zendaya. Oh, Sydney Sweeney? Yeah, is that the yeah. one she's in? Oh yeah, I mean, oh, I saw just a sex scene out of that. Uh, there's another movie. Uh, but she's a beautiful I'm lady. Steering the right direction on that one. Don't tell Liz. Doesn't listen to this, right? It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Oh, I told you guys what happened. There's a there's yeah, a voyeur. Oh, you guys want to hear what happened? You guys want to actually hear what happened on the podcast? Well. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys are gonna love this. So Liz, I'm not gonna tell you everything that happened because then it got it was weird. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I give up too much on the podcast. I got to be ready yeah. for this. So Liz got this thing called Bark. And it's a watchdog because Axel is eight years old. Right. And I got we, I got pretty upset because I walked in on Axel talking to his buddies while playing video games. And he was telling them, 
you know, what what guys, you know, locker room talk. Yeah, really strong language <laughs> there. Eight-year-old he locker wasn't, room talk. He wasn't cussing, but he had done it. And I brought that up on the right. air. And so Liz, to satisfy this this fear, which I didn't think was that big a thing because I'm like, well, he's saying it in front of his friends and I can't go to school and beat him as, beat him at school for this. So just don't say it in front of your mother and don't say it in front of me either. Well, Liz got this system called Bark, and it's a watchdog thing. So if anybody gets on sites they're not supposed to, that's the way it is. It's not a shot collar for your baby. So this is what ends up going down. I'm listening to the rewatchables with Bill Simmons, Van Lathan, and I think it was Chris Ryan who was on that episode, and they're doing Flight. And they're talking about the opening scene. Now, I've seen Flight once, and it was actually like a, a year ago. And I forgot about the opening scene. I'm in my, I'm upstairs shaving, listening to this. It, the, the, the podcast, it's like 20 minutes into the podcast. It's a two-hour podcast. And I go, I forget that. And they're talking about how revealing this scene is. So I Google the scene. I click on the first thing I see. It, it's, it's called what it is. It's sex videos. Okay? Now, I know what that website is. But it also has... But I'm new to movies, yeah. Yes, and so I was just going to send you something from Sydney Sweeney, that Liz, young, talented actress. Liz texts me. I go to pick up the boys. I'm home that day. I go to pick up the boys from school. Liz texts me while I'm in the rider line, car rider line. Hey, listen, it's not that big of a deal. You're a guy, <laughs> but the Bark app picked this up, and she takes a screenshot, and it's <laughs> it gets worse, boys, because. The X videos thing I clicked on did not have that. It was something else. So then I clicked on another website. So there's two websites. I'm in the bathroom shaving upstairs. Straight razor or a Bic? So what does she think I'm doing? You have the fan on? At 2 in the afternoon. To obscure the noise? What does she think I'm up there doing at 2 in the afternoon? And I went, holy Jesus. And I go... She's never going to believe me. I sent her the exact time mm-hmm. when I was listening to that, the screenshot to, to absolve myself. And then I finally had to tell her, I go, yeah, I'm a guy. Guys do that from time to time. And it was a notable and then, scene. And then I got very graphic about, I can't go that far into it, but there's things I fantasize with my wife about, and I didn't go that far. But I, I, it was, I, I, felt, I felt terrible. Because I didn't want her to like, I didn't want her to feel bad or anything like that, you know, things like that. And I'm going, holy Jesus, I got to get this thing taken off. Because then somebody had sent me, Ernie sends me Reddit things, and it's called A Holes in Traffic. I click on A Holes in Traffic, Bark thing pops up. I go, we got, I can't, you I can't cannot, do the app. I, I, I said, Liz, I physically, you know, you know, Anthony. You know he's a dark-humored person. You know Owen, he's a dark-humored You're person. You're going to be clicking Keith, on stuff. every single one of my friends has a depraved mind. I sent you a guy Everyone. jumping off a building. Yes, you did. You Literally, that's what he did. And I go, <laughs> every one of my friends has a depraved mind. Liz, I cannot have friendships with my friends if you don't take me off this app. You don't, you've don't. you got to take me off this so app. So what was her response? She did it. So the app is done. It, I'm, no, so the young Carmen's are ready app, to wheel but, and deal. But I did... I, I got so nervous about that app. I started clicking on things just to test it to make sure. To see if you were red flag. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. And then I made sure of it because I unplugged it, and then I got yeah. a notice that it was unplugged. Because they, they'll notice, they'll, if, if it's connected to the internet, that thing will, if you unplug that thing, you, it, you will get a notice that somebody unplugged I, it. Because clearly somebody got it, and their kid unplugged it, and then they... Yeah, I know this is, we're, we're running out of time in the podcast, but yeah, sorry. Go, going forward, your kids are going to have cell phones, they're going to have iPads, they're going to have whatever, they're going to have screens, and they're going to have access to things. Yeah, what is is there a general rule? Better question for Owen. It's something we got to talk about on the air about the monitoring of the kids. And at what point are you crossing boundaries to where their privacy, which you always say, well, you have no privacy in your own home. You got to have some. You got to have. Some. I don't want them to share everything with me, so they yeah. have to have some privacy. We have, uh, as the father compared to the mother, I think it's different, yeah. especially with makes sense teenage boys. And I've had to explain to the mothers that are involved in my life that teenage boys do things and I did things and every other teenage boy has well, done things. We've made jokes about it before. Cause they're like, well, I'll enjoy it now. Cause someday they're going to be taking 15 minute showers and I'm going to be shouting up the steps going, you're done showering. I know what you're doing up there. You ain't costing me money. Like we've done that, but we've made those jokes, but it is going to happen. I've also, we're pretty open in my house with the children, especially. And I've just told them, it's to say, I'll just equate it back to the cussing, right? Mm. My youngest is 10. All of my children are now in cussworthy ages, right? Yeah. Pretty extreme ones, too. Yeah. They all go down to the park that's five houses away, and in the springtime when the weather's nice, my window is open, and I can hear things that are happening down there, and I've told them the rule. <laughs> I'm the biggest hypocrite. I have the worst mouth you're going to hear <laughs> out of anyone that you'll ever meet. You are not allowed to do it in this house. You're not allowed to do it around other adults. I know you're doing it with your friends. That's fine. That's the same exact thing my dad used to say. I just same exact thing. You gotta know where the boundaries are. And when it comes to that other stuff, I have I kind of recently had a had an incident with that, and I just said, <laughs> Hey, you have to be smarter than that because you know your mother is looking. So that tells him what he needs to know. Yeah. I'm not saying I never said, don't do that. That's horrible. I never said, you're going to go blind. I just said, (laughs) be respectful of your mother. You're not, make sure you cover your ass when you do all that. Speaking of Denzel Flight, good movie? I liked it. A lot lot of middle could have been, should have been probably cut or whatever. A good movie. That was good. Yeah. Okay. And the John Goodman scene is one of my all-time favorites, and not a day goes by I don't get a text comes a banana with, one boat. Of the, with one of the images or one of the gifts from the end of that movie. I really, I mean, it, it, well, I missed that part to be your, uh, the, here comes the Cocoa Puff guy for you. <laughs> Damn it. And another life. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 